When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Promised Land next in the centre. Three back the inside, Gypsy Princess. Four back on the pegs is Heavenly Charm. Norm's Ladies weaving through. Three back the one out line and She's a Daydreamer is very wide. Their third quarter was in 28.5 at the top of the straight. The front runner here is still Major Fire by two or three metres to Candy's Butterflies runner race. Promised Land down the outside. They were followed getting through by Sarah Tesloy and then came Nikki Nana inside the last 50. Major Fire in front is holding off a war of the Major Fire and Major Fire will hold on. Major Major Fire, a half-neck now flashing through. Heavenly Charms runs second. Third ahead away was... I'll have to watch this replay again and see exactly how Herbie does it. I think he uh, was on the horn and went bananas at the top of the straight. But, Steve, I think Major Fire was nearly the run of the night. 26-9 first quarter. Didn't get any real peace. Was three wide for most of that quarter till it got to the front. And... Then ran home in 28.5, 29.4, and they were coming left, right, and centre. Not sure where the trotter came into it, but they were coming from everywhere at her, but she just held them off, and, geez, you'll have some ticks here as you go through them, I'd imagine, mate. Yeah, certainly do, Toby. <laughs> yeah. This was a terrific race for the mares. Uh, Major Fire, wow, she was good. She's a beautiful, big, stunning mare. She's huge. Uh, love the, uh, the look of a really big mare like this, and she just covers the ground so well, and... I, look, I might be getting ahead of myself with this mare, but uh, she reminds me of another one of Elby's good mares, and that uh, Tay-Tay, she's very similar sort of type, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see her going right through her grades now. She's had two runs this prep now for two wins, and absolutely flying, like you said. That first quarter, 26-9, and she was out three wide, having to make ground, trying to work to the front. So, uh, terrific run there, straight into the little black book. I know it's sort of same silly when you've had two starts for two wins in a prep and you're going into the black book, but uh, I think she'll continue on her winning way. Uh, Heavenly Charm, one of our longer-serving little black book runners. She just always seemed to live in there. She went out at the end of her last prep. She had one run back this uh, prep and... I thought, um, sorry, she didn't go out. She was still in. My, my apologies. You refreshed still in. her, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, no, she was still in, sorry, from her last prep. And she, her first up run at Ballarat was good, even though it ran ninth. I think they were pretty happy with it. I mm. thought she needed one more run to produce the run that she did Saturday night, but she hit the line absolutely super. So she gets a refresh as well. Um, and also, before I forgot to say that Rekera Rebel earns a refresh from her run. So both Major Fire and Heavenly Charm are Black Book runners out of this race. Promised Land was really good. It come from the wide barrier draw, lobbed into the 1-1 beautifully and yeah. uh, hit the line well. Kendi's Butterfly was super. Got to the desk seat, yeah. was trying to grab hold and hand up, but uh, the the horse outside of it, uh, La Belle Bajou, just didn't want to get around it, so ended up kicking back up and, and only got beat 1.9 metres. That was a terrific run. And Norm's Lady, 
again was another terrific runner, black book runner for us, and um, she's got home in the quickest last half of all of them in a 56.6. So, uh, yeah. yeah, some really good runs there. And, you know, even she's a daydreamer, Sarah Tesloy. La Belle Bajou was good, three wide it? pretty much the <laughs> yeah. whole trip. It's got beaten 7.4 metres. Gypsy Princess was Never getting strangled over the line yeah. because it couldn't get a crack at them when uh, all of them were weaving in and out. It was just sort of squeezed up out of it. So, you know, to run last, getting beaten 11.7 metres, but still gone really well. Um, and I, I tell you what, it's not going in the black book, but a horse to go in the grey book to follow. Definitely keep an eye on La Belle Bajou. She's going around at massive odds. Uh, I had a little each way bet, just a one by eight bet on it um, there Saturday night, and unfortunately the race just did not pan out. But to still only get beaten 7.4 metres, that was an amazing effort. So uh, watch that horse. If it gets any luck in running soon, it uh, it could be winning really good at uh, at good value. So not going in the black book, but La Belle Bajou is certainly in the watch factor. Major fire. I didn't have it in my top four. And starts favourite, and I thought, oh, it'll have to do too much work to get to the top or to the chair, and it's such an even field. And it did all that and a little bit more than what I expected, and it still won the race. So uh defied what I thought, and I'd had a really good go at it uh, till that point of the night, and uh, the rest of that was the turning point for me, and uh, I missed for the rest of the night. But, gee, she was stunning. I, I didn't know that she had that in her, if that makes sense. And uh, yeah, yeah. She, she was well, the run of the night, if you ask me. I had a speed map to lead, but I thought she would have got there a lot easier than what she did. And um, she was my on-top selection, but I didn't think she'd have to do that much work to find the front. Yeah. I thought she'd whiz across them and, and get there by the first corner. But um, when she was out there three wide, I thought, gee, she's doing a power work here. 26-9 comes up the first quarter. I thought, wow, she's in a bit of trouble. You know, the swoopers are going to get her late. But to keep on digging how she did, like I said, that just uh, that was an amazing performance. And I think you'll find she will go right through her grades now. The Benevet Bruce Skeggs Memorial Cranbourne Trotters Cup. They have to, to 400 metres to travel, and I'm ready. Jetta's doing it well by four metres. Mufasa Metro. Three back on the inside is Kai Valley Hotspur in the gold. And then came GC Quarter Quake Proof to the outside from Easy Pickings. Is that a bit an Imperial Wiz? They straighten up. Third quarter only 30.3. Far side, I'm ready. Jet. Nearest to us is Mufasa Metro. It's I'm ready. Jet Mufasa Metro. I'm ready. Jet and Mufasa Metro. I'm ready. Jet Mufasa Metro. It's a great finish in the trot. They come to the line. Mufasa Metro. Metro's going home best. And the line got up and won it on the line. Mufasa Metro, a half head. I'm ready, Jet. 15 away third was in third place. This is a wonderful win for Mufasa Metro. Mark Gurry has supported the Cranbourne Club for as long as I can remember. So I no doubt it was... Sponsored the first race? Yeah, sponsored the first race. And it wasn't the first race he sponsored there, let me tell you. I don't know how many years he sponsored. And at a number of clubs, he supported the industry. And to see Mufasa Metro win was just a wonderful result. And how he did it was a peach of a drive from John Justice. I'm still not sure how he got onto the leader's back if it was... Nathan Chris. wouldn't have been happy with Puppet. Yeah, what? what oh, yeah, I, I don't know if Puppet's horse was going rough or what, but uh, it just lost the back of 
um, Omri Jet, and it, it just allowed enough room, and literally only just enough room for John to sneak in yeah. to get that sit on the leader's back. And that little breather that it got there was the winning move because yeah. uh, it's only got up by a head. If it was stuck in the death seat and sat parked for that uh, whole last lap, then uh, it wouldn't have been getting up and beating uh, Omri Jet. So uh, luck's a fortune, I tell you. And uh, yeah, once he dropped to the fence, I went, oh, Nathan will be beyond that that's happened because, uh, you know, the last thing he wanted was uh, a horse that can sprint home as quick as he can, jumping down onto his back for that little breather. Now, I know uh, our great mate Luke talks about uphills and downhills, but it doesn't affect the quarters <laughs> as much as people think because the, the changes, like there's a quarter where they're a little bit uphill, then a little bit down, and it sort of evens itself out as the quarters go. So the lead rate was 30.5. The first quarter, 30.4, second quarter, 30.9, and third quarter, 30.3 was a really even tempo set in front. And then Nathan kept that going, that nice, even tempo in that last quarter in 29.9. So they basically, the speed range was within a second for the entire race, the slowest being the second quarter, 30.9, and the fastest, 29.9. It was a real staying affair. And Mufasa Metro, (laughs) he was... He just outstayed I'm Ready Jet in the end. And as you said, Steve, I think the difference was that that dropping on a uh, I'm Ready Jet's back. I don't think he wins if he stays parked for that last eight or 900 metres. Did you mention Quake Proof getting home pretty solidly in the fourth spot? No, I hadn't actually. I was still just talking about the winners, mm. uh, the first two home. But yeah, no, Quake Proof did go to get home well, although there was a big gap between them. Um, it was sort of, it was an interesting one. I We'd gone off air by this time. We finished up at 10 o'clock on Saturday oh, yeah. night. Yeah. So we didn't see this race. And I went to watch the replays this morning and uh, there was something with the audio and I thought it was my computer. So I turned this race on and off about 10 times trying to get the audio to work in my <laughs> computer, not knowing that there was an issue there Saturday night and we only had audio for the last lap. Um, I think uh, Luke would have been shaking his head wondering what was going on. Uh, I wasn't here for this race. My kids, uh, I wasn't there, sorry, for this race So on course. So um, I'm not sure if it affected on course or not. The kids had had enough by this stage. And, you know, we got there at um, oh, about 6 o'clock and uh, by about uh, 9 o'clock, which was three hours, it was long enough. We'd only seen the five races in those three hours, which uh, is another matter, which I'm not going into at the moment. But... Yeah, it would have been nice for a few more races to be jammed in, but it was a it was a windy, windy night and quite cold, and uh, they were packing up the rides and everything, so uh, they were done. They were shot the kids, and there was some Zeds coming from the back seat in the way. Home, let me tell you, <laughs> that that was you. Um, <laughs> no, no, just very driving. quickly. We had a few texters come in on uh, Saturday night and questioning why the Gold Cup was race five. I actually applaud the club for running it at nine o'clock for that reason. I think you will get more people come out for an early main race to come out and watch it, knowing that after nine o'clock they'll shoot off home. Like you say, it's not too late for the kids and everything else, whereas you'll wait until race seven to have that as a pacing cup and it's a run at 10 o'clock at night. It uh, It's just a real battle to get people to come out and want to stay out that late. So uh, certainly applaud the, the, the club having race five as their cup. And uh, I, I, I know we've done it a few times in a few different meetings this year with the Inner Dominion and stuff. And, and I think it's something we probably should do more of. Get, get people there. They don't have to be there all night, but if we get them there, that's the first step. And by having your major race a bit earlier in the night where it's a bit more accessible for more people, especially families, then get them there. It doesn't matter if they go home after it. You've got them there. You've got them interested. 